0: He says, come, come to me, Jesus, code red, living color, come to me. That's a word that he is speaking to each and every one of you tonight. Come to me. He doesn't say, come to religion. He doesn't even say, come to church. I'm glad that you're at church, I think that you should be at church, I think it's a wonderful place to be, but you can come to church and still not come to Christ. Come, he says, he says, come to me, come to me. Jesus wants you, not your works, not your goodness, not your righteousness, but he wants you to come to him. And he says, who, I want to ask you a question, who does he say come? I I say that he comes all all of you all of us are to come to him it doesn't matter if you're a believer or if you're an unbeliever tonight he wants you to come to him if you're cracked out or jacked up he wants you to come to him whatever your condition is whatever you're going through tonight Jesus wants you to come to him whatever your age is young Old, whatever your background is, whatever your, your culture is, wherever you whatever state you're from, he wants you to come to him tonight. Listen to this, what it says in Mark 10:14. It says, But when Jesus saw it, he was greatly displeased and said to them, Look here, let the little children come to me. He wants all ages. No matter what your background is, he wants you to come to him tonight. It, Jesus has the capacity of whatever you are going through, that you can come to him. Your mama can come, your daddy can come, your children can come. The problem is that sometimes some people are not willing to come. Very religious people, I don't think, are always really, really willing to come to Jesus. Check out this scripture. It says John 5, 39 through 40. You search the scriptures because you think that they give you eternal life. And you know, I put a lot of emphasis on scriptures, amen? Amen. This is Jesus talking. He says, but the scriptures point to me, yet you refuse to come to me to receive this light. See, you can go to church and you can be very religious. And I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Bible fanatic. But at the same rate, he is the Lord of the Bible. The Bible points to him. The Bible is all about Jesus, and so it's important that you're coming to him. Jesus says, come to him, and I, I got a question for you. Who's he talking to? Who, who, who does he say, come to him? And it says, all, all you who labor. That word labor is beautiful because it's, it means feeling fatigued. If you feel fatigued tonight, he wants you to come to him if you are weary guess what he wants you to come to him if you're all stressed out tired and exhausted guess what jesus wants you to come to him tonight well jesus jail i'm I'm a believer you know i'm a christian well you know what you can be a believer and still be somewhat of a distance from him and he wants you to come close to him tonight if you're burdened or if you're grieved jesus says come to here if if you're growing weary in parenting i want to encourage you tonight jesus wants you to come to him if you're if you're exhausted as a single dad you can come to him tonight if you've labored to get better and you haven't gotten better you're you're trying your best i love what jessica was talking about casting your anxieties upon him because he cares for you if you have labored to get better through anxiety or depression, you know what you can do tonight? You can come to Him. Whatever you're going through tonight, you know what Jesus says? Come. Your, your marriage is not what you thought it should be. Your marriage is a lot more tougher than you thought it would be. How many of you know that marriage is not for wimps? It's not. And you're going through it in your marriage and you're tired and weary and you're you're to the end of the rope jesus says to you tonight on this saturday night he says come to me whatever you're faced with heavy tell your neighbor right now are you carrying a heavy yoke ask them sometimes you can go through different circumstances and you're like wow this is just heavy. Feels like the weight of the world. Maybe your family is going through something and it just, you live with a weight. Maybe one of your your children is going, a sibling is going through something and you have a weight on you. You know, Jesus addressed that. Maybe you've lost a loved one and the The grievance of losing a loved one, a a parent, or a child, or a spouse, or you're in the midst of a nightmare of losing someone, but it's not a nightmare because it's real. Guess what? Jesus says, come. Whatever circumstance you're going through tonight, whatever weight, whatever heavy, I'm going to let you know tonight, it's not too heavy for him. Whatever is going through, whatever you're going through, Jesus says, come. Then there's this word laden, and that word laden, it means heavy laden. It means loaded. Maybe you feel like you're absolutely loaded down like the monkeys on your back, like the weight of the world is on you. I want to let you know that you can bring it to Jesus tonight. There's this thing that I feel like the Holy Spirit has been working in my life that I've been saying out loud very clearly for a few days now, or maybe a couple of weeks, and this is thought of law, law and lies. I said, Father, forgive me, for creating laws in my, in my mind and in my heart and believing lies of the enemy. And you may say, what do you mean by laws? It's amazing what laws can do to you to put a weight on you. Laws that you create in your own heart and in your own mind towards yourself. How many of you know that if there was not a speed limit, if there was not a speed limit, you would never speed No the the only reason why you break the speed limit is because there are speed laws and speed signs that tells you it's 25 miles an hour or 55 but if those laws wasn't in place or those signs wasn't there telling you the law guess what you would not ever you could drive 180 miles an hour and you wouldn't break the law cuz why cuz there was no law it's the law that points you to the sin and it's amazing how you can create, how I can create laws in my mind by the things that I say and the things that I dwell on. Let me talk to you about that just for a minute. Look look, look! what the Bible says at Romans 6.14. This is a beautiful scripture. Somebody needs to hear this tonight. You might need to memorize this tonight. Write it. Outline it. Think about it. Meditate on it. This is what it says. It says, for sin... Shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under law, but under grace. Jesus fulfilled the law. That doesn't mean that I live aimlessly and crazy any way that I want. I have the law of God written on my heart, but I'm gonna tell you right now, I'm not under the law of Moses any longer. Jesus fulfilled that. I am under grace, but it's amazing the laws that you can put on yourself by the things that you think and the things that you confess, and the things that you tell yourself that you're going to do, and all of a sudden you are carrying a uh, that that word laden talks about spiritual anxiety. It's amazing the spiritual anxiety you can load yourself with on uh, on yourself by creating laws within your own heart. Listen to what Colossians. If you have your Bible, turn with me to Colossians two sixteen through seventeen. Then we're going to read Colossians two. 20 through 23. I want you to, to follow this with me real good. It says this, Colossians 2, 16 through 17. So let no one judge you in food or in drink or regarding a festival or a new moon or Sabbaths, which are shadows. Somebody say that with me, Shadows. Shadows of things to come, but the substance is of Christ. I mean, you know that the Holy Ghost is not about food and drink. It's amazing the things that we can put on ourselves and each other in the area of all kinds of rules and laws. And then if you look at verse 20 through 23, it says, Therefore, if you died with Christ from the basic principles of this world, Why? As though living in the world, do you subject yourself to regulations? Do not touch, do not taste, do not handle, which all concern things which perish with the using according to the commandments and doctrines of men. These things indeed have an appearance. It's amazing what we can come up with to look all righteous and holy and look like You know, and 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 the Bible says right here: these things indeed have an appearance of wisdom, in self-imposed religion, false humility, and neglect of the body, but are of no value against indulgence of the flesh. Paul dealt with the Galatians with this of circumcision. All of a sudden, they try to make themselves look righteous and accepted through circumcision. And if you don't know about you should just read Galatians because he's like, who bewitched you that you would even believe another gospel, which not it's not really even it's not even a gospel at all. But it's amazing how we can come under heavy spiritual laden loads by the laws that we write and put in our own thinking and in our own heart what do you mean by that all of a sudden you make laws in your heart and mind you take oaths like i'm i i'm gonna i'm gonna pray every day for an hour it's a wonderful thing but i think you should say god please help me to pray for an hour By your grace, I'm going to pray for an hour. Matter of fact, let me just pray throughout the day. Let me pray without ceasing. I need your Holy Spirit to help me other than say, I'm going to pray for an hour. I'm telling you, all you got to do is establish that speed limit, Simon, and you'll break it. You will break. You establish laws in your heart and your mind and oaths, and you'll find out real quick that you're not quite as strong as you think that you are. You're not as quite as disciplined as you think you are, and you will break. Here's some more uh i'm not going to miss one day of the challenge the gospel i'm going to read that every day i would say god please help me to read that every day you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow lord if it's your will i'm going to work out january 1st not just you do this people invade my gym it's not my gym, but it's a gym I go to. And also, all of a sudden, where all these people come from, man? My goodness, you're on my elliptical, man. It's like, all of a sudden, I'm going to, in 2019, I'm going to work out every, I'm going to work out five days a week. And, and all of a sudden, you know, work five days and maybe 10 days. And then, like, all of a sudden, you know, about February, it's like, oh, yeah, the, the gym's kind of thinning out again. It's amazing the laws that we can set up in our heart and mind to, th- to think that we're going to do it. And we, we find out real quick, I'm going to make sure that I eat better. And-, and all of a sudden you're like, wow, you know, that ice cream right there and that bread. <sighs> wow, just bring it on. Wow. I'm not going to do keto today. I'm going to do keto tomorrow. I'm going to do keto after Thanksgiving. I'm going to do keto after Christmas. I'm going to do keto after the first. I'm, gonna do, I'm just never going to do keto. <laughs> keto for about an hour. <laughs> you create loss. I'm telling you, I've been walking in, in my prayer times. Lord God, forgive me for laws and lies. I've said it. Forgive me for laws and lies. And it's amazing if you're not careful, the laws that you'll create in your own life. And what, why do you say that tonight? Because he says, come to me, all you are heavy laden, I will give. Because it's the weight that you put on yourself. And before you know it, you have the spirit, this laden, this spiritual anxiety, this weight that you've put it upon yourself. That's not of Jesus Christ. There's nothing wrong with being disciplined and setting goals, but I would say do it this way. If it's your will, God, I need your grace to do this. I can't do it in my own strength. If you think that you can do it in your own strength, you will will go over the speed limit. You will break break the law that you establish in your heart. It's just the way that it is. It's a schoolmaster to show us that we are sinners and we fall short are you following me today and it can bring such confusion and such weight up on you heavy laden i'm telling you it will ab- lies and and of course lies of the enemy but i wanted to really focus on those laws because it brings confusion and guilt and condemnation and you feel like the biggest loser and i'm not talking about of weight <laughs> exhausted mentally and if you're that way tonight if you've done that in your life jesus has a word for you right now you know what he says come he wants to break lies off of you you can turn from those laws that you established even where you had you know perfect intentions but gosh it's just wow i just got this monkey on my back it's heavy I'm weighted down, J.O., come on. He says, come. If you're heavy laden with financial weight tonight, (laughs) driving a nice car, I mean, that car is so sick. But nobody knows that you haven't made a payment on it in three months. You know what he says? Come. He wants to help you with that. Might need to meet with Ben Taves right there and get some financial advice on huh, huh, Ben. Ben would do that, wouldn't you, Ben? Absolutely, I'm dead serious about that. If you're heavy laden and weighted down with credit cards, he says, come. All of a sudden, you're, a, you're heavy, heavy laden, single mom. You're burning the candle at four ends. Work doing the work of of a dad who's missing in action, not getting sleep, you're constantly trying to get kids to sports events and to school, and whatever you may be faced with as a single mom, I want to let you know that he says, come. It's amazing. We can operate really, it's like, let's say this is your thermometer, and it's zero to 100 and, man, you operate really good at 50. But it's amazing all the stresses and all the heavy laden and all the different things. And all of a sudden you find yourself, because I've done this, I'm not operating at 50 anymore. I'm right at 90. And every little thing that I'm faced with, it just takes me over the top. Just poof, poof, poof. It's like, why are you so stressed out? I don't know. How, why would that stress... Because that's not where God wants you to operate. He wants to get you back down to where he has so that you can be that, that, you know, a little more chilled out and calm down and just, you know, about that 50 range so that you can operate so that you don't go back and start, you know, well, I just, you know, well, I, I better get back on crack. Or whatever your thing is. Some of you are like, I ain't never done crack. You've done a lot of other things. It's like, it's like, give me a gallon of ice cream, whatever. I had a friend, it was all about to him, it was Mountain Dew and chocolate. What's your thing? It's amazing. In church, Mountain Dew and chocolate is absolutely accepted, but heroin and crack is not. Now I get, I get there is a difference. Put your stones down. There is a difference. There is a difference. I get it. I get it. I get it. I, there is a difference. Don't email me. Okay? I know there's a difference. I get it. But my point is, is, it's just amazing the things that we can turn to instead of Jesus Christ. He wants us to turn to He wants me to turn to him other than all those different things that we can turn to. You know what he says tonight? Come. Whatever you're faced with right now come you can look so pretty setting up in church nice hair nice clothes and inside just in turmoil hurting relationally heavy laden everything that you're going through Uh, and and i want to let you know he wants you to come heavy laden maybe it's taxes maybe you're a business owner and you're like wow everybody thinks our business is good and we have payroll coming up and we don't know how we're going to do payroll whatever your thing is i want to encourage you in this in this season i came to know jesus christ december the 7th 1986. i want to let you know in this season around when all of a sudden it's dark at 3 p.m or whatever and when it's not dark it's raining and kind of dark right and then all of a sudden it's like wow thanksgiving and 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 holidays and christmas coming up and all the different pressures and all the different seasons that's going on and everything i want to let you know that no matter what you're going through you can come to jesus tonight i'm not talking about salvation if you don't know christ tonight you're going to have an opportunity to do that but i'm just talking about in a very very personal way that you can come to him the bible says come to me all you labor and heavy laden And i will give you rest somebody say rest he wants to give you rest he wants to give you rest real real rest and i'm going to tell you right now that asked my wife that's not the easiest thing for me i remember when we were doing building this building remodeling this building i slept but i'm going to tell you right now i didn't rest How many know there's a huge difference between sleeping and resting? If you don't, we need to have a discussion. Because you can sleep, and and granted, you should sleep. I had this gentleman one time in Vancouver, Washington. He felt like the Lord told him to fast sleep. I'm going to tell you right now, Jesus doesn't tell you to fast sleep. Let me prophesy with my eyes open, because I saw what it did to this dude. Let me prophesy with my eyes open. Jesus does not tell you to fast sleep. Okay, there may be occasion where he says pray till, you know, Jesus prayed all night. That's very, very seldom. And if he tells you to do that, do it. But I'm telling you, if he says just fast sleep, I got news for you. This guy spiraled out, got very strange, just being honest. Okay, so you can sleep and you should. I think, man, man. The older you get, I like good sleep. I like my bed. I like good sleep, right? You should get good sleep. But you can sleep sometime and not rest. How many you know that God rests, but God doesn't sleep? He doesn't sleep. God doesn't. He doesn't sleep. The psalmist, the psalmist says God doesn't sleep or he doesn't slumber. Is it in, is it in Psalms? Let me see. So either in Psalms or Isaiah, let me, let me, let me look that up. Psalms 121.4. Behold, he who keeps Israel shall ne- neither slumber nor sleep. So God, he rests. Guess what he did uh, after he created everything? He rests. Rest is a wonderful thing. But God doesn't sleep. So my point is, is that you can sleep and not really enter into his rest. And God really wants This season come to him so that you can rest I've been challenged with that. I want to get more rest. I want to get more rest in him to my soul And I think that we can do that I know that we can do that look at your neighbor right there and says are you getting proper rest? Look at this right here. It says look at this Take, he says in the, in the midst of this verse, he says, take my yoke upon you. Somebody say this with me, take. take. How many of you, sometimes I think, man, it's like we want Jesus to do everything. And he's waiting for you to do something. Yeah. Say this with me again, take. take. You're to take his yoke. How many of you know that sometimes a miracle is not all about God? How many you know a, a miracle involves you? Prove that, J.O., the woman with the issue of blood, she would have never. I, I, I never see that she would have ever got a miracle if she wouldn't have dragged herself. Here, she's unclean, should never be there. She can't even go in the temple. She shouldn't be in public. She, she I, just drags herself through a crowd and what? Touches the hem of Jesus, and what happens? Her faith, her faith. Come on, let's say that with me. Her, faith her faith made her well, right? So sometimes you, it's not just about what Jesus does. God wants to meet you there, but sometimes you got to take his yoke. He says, take my yoke upon you, learn from me, and that's what I really want to do. Why? Because this is who he is. For I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. How many, how many to, to you that sounds beautiful? Yeah. <laughs> I want to learn more from you, Jesus. I want to learn. I want to have rest for my souls. See, you can exchange yokes today because you're probably yoked. And I'm not talking about muscular. I'm not talking about yoke this way. I'm talking about you're yoked. What are you yoked with today? Are you yoked to your business? Are you yoked to an addiction? Are you yoked to maybe depression or anxiety? What are you you yoked with today? You might need to remove your yoke or allow the anointing of God to destroy the yoke on your neck so that you can be yoked to Jesus. Jesus. I want to be yoked to Jesus. I don't even want to be yoked to me. I definitely don't want to be yoked to me. I want to be yoked to Christ. Amen? A great exchange. A great, sometimes your yoke has to be removed. Look what it says in Isaiah 10, 27. It says, it shall come to pass in that day, listen, that this burden will be taken away from your shoulder and his yoke from your neck. And the yoke will be destroyed because of anointing oil. It's God. Listen, it's, I believe God's anointing is here tonight to break the yoke off of your neck. The yoke that keeps you in bondage, the yoke that is heavy laden you, the yoke of lies, the yoke of laws upon you, whatever yoke it is. That burden, God wants to break that yoke, and then guess what? He wants you to yoke with him. His yoke is way different, yo. His yoke is way, way different. That exchange load. When you yoke with Jesus, he understands. When you yoke with Jesus, he's going to lead you. He's going to be the one that leads you. You not leading him or you not leading yourself or your boss not leading you or your work not leading you or business not leading you. Come on. He wants to lead you. He wants to take you to green pastures, calm waters. He wants to lead you beside these place. He is gentle, the Bible says, and lowly in heart, and he wants to give you rest for your souls he has rest for your souls, he has rest for you mentally. He has rest for you physically. He has rest for you emotionally. Whatever you're going through, I'm going to tell you right now, the word is true. Come to him tonight. He says, "For my yoke is easy and my burden is light." Easy. Say that with me, easy. I love that. I'm like, "Wow, I could I can handle some easy." I can handle some, your yoke is easy, and your burden is light, and you're gentle and lowly in spirit. That's, that, that's the kind of life that I need more of. And guess who carries that light? Jesus. That's why I need to be yoked with him. Easy. I, I love that word, easy. It means mild and pleasant and useful. I, I love Commodores. Easy. Easy like Sunday morning. How do you remember that? Easy. Some of you are too young. You're like, easy like Sunday morning. Ah, Yeah. Steve Miner's on the front. How old are you, Steve? 23. He's like, never heard of it. (laughs) Never, never heard. He's like, easy. Sometimes I don't think we want to really see Jesus as he is. I'm telling you, this is code red. This is, this is in living color. This is what Jesus is saying to you tonight. He's saying to me. I think he wants to give us a great exchange. Man, living in America and all the weight and all the heavy laden, all the stress and all the worry and anxiety and fear. And he says, you know what? You can bring all that to me. He says, come. And he wants to bring a great exchange of yokes tonight in your life. Let me close with this. How do I come? Number one, I think you need to come real and transparent. Real and transparent. Why wouldn't you be real? The older I get, it's like, why am I faking it to the Father? Because he already knows what's going on inside of me. If I'm ticked off, I can't hide it from him. Are you with me? I mean, you you, you can't hide it from the Father. He knows everything that's going on. He knows you better than you know you. So you need to come real and transparent. There's an old hymn, and it's Just As I Am. And listen to the words of this. It says, Just as I am, though tossed about, with many a conflict, many a doubt, fighting and fears within, without, O oh, Lamb of God, I come. I come. He knows everything about you. He knows the fears. He knows the addiction that no one else knows. He knows. He knows what you're going. He knows everything, and he says, come, very real. I think you should come real and transparent. Number two, I think you should come in prayer. Listen to what the psalmist says, Psalm 61, 1 and 2. He says this, hear my prayer, O God. Attend to my prayer. From the end of the earth I cry to you. When my heart, listen to this, when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. It's amazing how stress and confusion, anxiety, anxiety, All these emotions will try to keep me out of prayer. Is that anybody else or just me? If it's just me, I take it on. But it it, it will try to keep me out of prayer. And I'm like, no, I'm going to get up in the Father's lap. No, I'm going to connect with the Father. And and it it takes a little bit. I have to die to my flesh. And I go, I'm going to wait. I'm going to call out upon you, God. And all of a sudden, something begins to change. And I experience this peace. It's like, the anointing comes, and it breaks that yoke, and then I get yoked to the Father, and then all of a sudden, he begins to lead me, and, and every, my whole prayer, that, that day is changed. My, my time of prayer has changed, but my day has changed because of the presence of God through prayer. I think you should come real transparent, and you should come in prayer. Number three, I think you should come willing to wait. Say that with me, wait. Listen to this. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. Look what it says. And he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. That doesn't make any sense for American citizens. It's like, wait? What do you mean, wait? Wait for what? Wait. I, wait. Wait. What are you waiting for, jail? I'm waiting on the Lord. What do, you, what do you do? Wait. What do you do when you Wait. Wait. What what do you expect? I don't really know, but we wait. This Thursday we did something that we typically haven't done. We uh, I, I told the staff I go we need to we need to pray and fast, and so the staff came in here and from six to I'm sorry from nine in the morning till three, we worshipped, we prayed, we read scripture, we had solitude time, we fasted and we sought the Lord. Sometimes we were just waiting. What happened, J.O.? I don't know, but it was good. I know God met us here. Everyone say, wait. If you've lost heart, if you've lost strength, and you've lost courage, let me tell you tonight. Why don't you, let me, let me challenge you. I dare you to do what the Bible says wait on the lord and he he will meet with you and he will strengthen your heart listen to the next one number four boldly listen to the scripture i love the scripture hebrews four sixteen 16 says let us come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need if you're stressed out and nothing works and everything's fallen apart, and you have no grace for anything, let me tell you where you should go. You should go to the, the, the throne of grace and begin to seek his face. And you will there will be an exchange that will happen in your life. It works every time. Amen? Let me tell you a few reasons why I think people don't come to Jesus. I'm not talking about salvation. I'm talking about coming to him with the burdens I think we're embarrassed or shame. That kept Adam and Eve from him. If you're embarrassed and shame tonight, don't allow that to keep you from coming to the Father tonight. I think because of fears, hey, he's lowly in heart, he's gentle. You don't have to be fearful. Number three, hopelessness. You're like, Wow, I've been like this for so long. Can things really even change? I want to let you know that they can change in a in a moment of time by the presence and the power of God. Another reason is pride. I think pride can keep us from coming coming to, to Jesus. I think you might think right now, well, it's it's all good, Jo. Oh, I'm good right now. It's good. I don't I don't really need Jesus a whole lot right now. It might be good right now, but that season will come to pass. I'm not prophesying doom over you. I'm just saying that we all know that we have ups and downs, valleys, and mountains.